0: Next on BYU SN, we are live from Las Vegas and the BYU Fan Fest on game day eve to adequately prepare for the Cougars and Irish at Allegiant Stadium. Riley Nelson's also with me. Good to be with you. And apparently, there's uh, a game happening. and
1: The Osmonds are going to be there. Maybe. Wait, wait. I thought we were golfing with the. Uh, no. Oh, okay. oh.
0: All right. <laughs> I, maybe it's. It is fall, so I guess there would be football going
2: on. We out. got
1: some things
0: to figure out as we welcome you to BYU Sports Nation. From the FanFest in Las Vegas. Yes, he is Riley Nelson, former BYU quarterback. I am merely Spencer Linton. It is a Friday night, October 7th. Great to have you with us, man. Man, this beats, you
1: know, ordering crappy room service and sitting in my hotel (laughs) watching film. I've been doing that all week. Can't wait. Does it
0: really beat that, Riley?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's uh, with the family still up in Salt Lake being too young to make the trip with me, it does. It's great to be out here with you and then can't wait for this place to fill up with all of Cougar Nation and... You know, it's, it's almost like an old-fashioned pep rally back in high school, getting ready for the big game tomorrow.
0: Yeah, well said. And we've got a loaded show lineup for all of you, including former NFL All-Pro tight end, big part of the BYU Athletics community. His name is Chad Lewis. And uh, his son-in-law, Matt Bushman, is also going to join us. We'll figure out what's going on in Matt's life. Uh, he's bounced from the Las Vegas Raiders to the Kansas City Chiefs. Got that injury, unfortunately, in the preseason. What's going on for Matt? bushman we'll get the latest from a guy who still has plenty of nfl aspirations and what do we really expect from byu and notre dame in a game that has so many question marks we'll make some uh, more guarantees we made our game day guarantees on the early edition of byu sports nation we're going to put riley nelson on the spot and get some guarantees from him as well and uh, as promised joining us uh, from a place he knows very, very well, Chad Lewis, back in Las Vegas, man. Welcome to the show and a game day eve edition of BYU Sports Nation.
2: Boom, second home. Great to be with you. I don't have any more NFL aspirations. <laughs> oh, you're talking about Matt. Okay, good. Yeah, he does. You don't? You're he done? Did. You're officially done? Boom. Have you you've declared that? I'm done.
1: Hey, listen, even though he has no more aspirations, that's not, that's not to say he couldn't go in and catch three or four balls for a touch and 60 yards.
2: I could play in the red zone, yeah, you know, player two.
0: Stick nod?
2: I'd still throw it to him. <laughs> okay. That's right. <laughs> put Thank a, you. Put by, find the you right bet.
0: matchup, right? Get That's you isolated right. on a 5'9 cornerback and let Chad That's go right. to the corner That's of the right. inside.
2: And when it, comes, when it comes to Notre Dame, let's go. Let's go. Yeah,
0: okay, man. you understand the prestige of a program like that, and you know well the history of BYU and Notre Dame. Why do you feel like this year, this BYU team, while they've had their struggles in the past against the Irish, that this team for BYU – has a good shot tomorrow against the Fighting Irish.
2: Because they played so well against a similar team in Baylor. Mm. A big, physical, very good offensive and defensive line, running team. That's very similar to Notre Dame. The way they're stacked, the way they've put this team together, um, if we can play similar to that, we'll have a great chance to win this game. And, and you, that's what I want. Let's go.
1: <laughs> and if you've got a guy pulling the trigger, especially for your offense, who even even though the quarterback only plays on the offensive side of the ball, the team tends to look at him. If you've got a guy like Jaron Hall who is that solid, that consistent, he gives you a chance no matter
2: who the opponent is, correct? Big time. He's a great leader for this team on and off the field. I mean, every our fans have seen what he's done on the field. Very impressive. Managing, making plays, especially – at the end of halves, the, the throw to Chase, the throw to um, 20, both oh, of those. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. were incredible throws. They've also seen kind of what he's done off the field, grabbing Jake, our kicker, when he was, like, seriously down and holding him for two minutes. That's just the beginning of what he does off the field. I think off the field, he's an incredible leader. The guys love him. And so when he steps on the field, we believe. So that's good. When you got a when you got a quarterback that can rally people's belief, you got something.
0: Chad, I think everybody knows that Notre Dame's going to try and run the ball against BYU. I mean, it's not a mystery. We They'll saw be committed what, to it. You're right. Absolutely, we saw what Wyoming was able to do in parts of the game against BYU and Utah State. And say what you will about injuries up front for BYU, they're trying to get healthy. Maybe the nine-day laugh has helped them kind of bolster up and change defensive schemes. But right what does byu need to do to stop a pretty potent notre dame rushing attack that has three capable running backs i know
2: the defensive line needs to man up and play like warriors and the linebackers need to do their job they're going to be filling and running sideline to sideline and when when the game starts tomorrow it's a fist fight for those guys and when the game's over it's got to feel like a 15 round title bout you got to go into it with that mindset it's it's going to be physical it's going to be tough it's going to be in the box, in the trenches. The game will be won right there.
1: I mean, Chad, I'm not going to date you here, but it's going to be 28 years since you lined up against the Golden Domers. Woo! And you just I laid just out- turned 29. <laughs> he was right out the womb, baby. Um, but, I mean, you, the way you just described the game plan, I – talk was it significantly different from the game plan heading into that game in 1994 or kind of take us back then and what the matchup
2: was like? You know, back then we had something special with Jamal Willis. It was his game. It was his day. John Walsh was a great quarterback on defense. We had all sorts of players stepping up. We had John Pollock, who was a strong safety. who had the game of his life. Well, when you play Notre Dame, guess what? People have to have the game of their life. Someone, somewhere. So, And on offensively, it was Jamal Willis. He played the game of his life. It was so fun to watch him get stronger and stronger, diving over for touchdowns, making one-handed grabs. He just had that game. So tomorrow, we can't be um, just a run-of-the-mill football team. Someone has to go to sleep tonight saying... Or someone, some, no? yeah, multiple so, dudes, multiple. So people have to have the game of their life tomorrow. You don't have to do superhero stuff. Just do your job. But for us to beat Notre Dame, someone's got to have like one of those games yeah. where, 28 years, we're still talking about. Wow. That dude had an amazing game.
1: Leading rusher, leading receiver, you know, scored two of the touchdowns, yeah. two of the three touchdowns for BYU. And if it
2: happens to be Puka Nakua with four touchdowns tomorrow, I'm cool with that. Yeah. I'll take it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or another unknown, which it seems to have been popping up over sure, the course of yeah. this season.
0: Well, and the, the thing is with this team. Uh, this BYU team, we've seen a little bit of everything. Saw You brought up the Baylor game. We saw BYU play really physical smash-mouth football, win the line of scrimmage for the most part. You're I mean, right. holding Baylor to 2.9 yards per carry on a rushing attack, which is really tough to do.
2: Really tough, because they were committed to running Absolutely.
0: the ball. Absolutely. And then we saw for whatever reason, BYU kind of fall off against Oregon. You can call it a whiff on the defensive scheme, players out of place, not able to execute, and then just kind of meandering through Wyoming and Utah State. Flashes of, of really good stuff, but just uh, meander is the best word I can think of. Um, not f- not fully engaged for the whole game like you want BYU to be against Notre Dame. So, right. Or, I mean, really, what type of a BYU team do you expect to show up tomorrow? More like the Baylor, the team that played against Baylor? Yes, that's or the, what I'm hoping for. Or the one that we've kind of seen the past few weeks?
2: Riley and I were just talking. When you get into a three-and-out, three-and-out thing, it's contagious. You want to get the vaccine for that 3 and out and get out of there. You want to manufacture first downs. So someone, and hopefully it comes from the offensive line, this week's game prep for that O-line, they have to take it so personal oh. that their whole family line and their, their roots and their branches are all fighting for this game, and they're saying, come hell or high water, we're, we're doing our best today. And so that's, that's what you want out of the O-line, to just say, no, we're getting first downs. We're going to eat this clock. And we're going to, offensively, we're going to beat Notre Dame.
1: So, Chad, what is the, so we talked a lot about X's and O's. Talk to us about the mindset on a spotlight, whether it was you in the playoffs in the NFL or, you know, all of the uh, high-profile games you played in at BYU. You're here with us tonight. I don't know if you're making your way over to the team hotel or even get the opportunity, but my (laughs) question is, like, what, if you have an optimal mindset that you could put a player in, what is it? You talked a little bit about doing your job. What help the viewers get into the mind of a player going into what's probably the game of their career to
2: this point okay since I'm a tight end I'm gonna talk about Isaac Rex I want Isaac Rex tomorrow to have one of those days where all the work that he put in since dislocating breaking his ankle against USC this whole off season, you know the great touching out down against Oregon and other touchdowns I want to see him have one of those games where it's like yeah that dude right there is so hungry he wants it. I, I want to just see someone that is playing with the kind of emotion that rallies the entire crowd. And then that has the same effect on the team. Like when people start exploding like that, it is – that's contagious too. That's what I want to see.
0: Former NFL All-Pro tight end of BYU great Chad Lewis is with us on BYU Sports Station on Game Day Eve live from the Las Vegas Fan Fest. We referenced it a little bit uh, ago. Riley brought up the Notre Dame game in 1994. Chad, you had two catches in that game. And? And w- a blocked block field goal. Block. That's right. That's right. The block fi- that's right. The
2: blocked field goal. That was my greatest contribution to that team. It was like, I can jump.
0: Yes, you can. The so, high jumper in high school. That's right. How dare I not bring up something like that? I'm glad you did. All three that phases. <laughs> that's all, three all three phases. phases. That's yeah. right. That all three phases. Uh, was it different for you and this team after a win at Notre Dame compared to other wins?
2: Oh, my goodness. Look, we sang their fight song the entire way home. For three hours, we had a pillow fight, and we sang their fight song. (laughs) So I talked to some of the guys this week, and I said, this game is different. Don't wait until Saturday to realize that you're in, like, a different game. This is a different game. I've been down here in Vegas. I've seen a million people walking around with Notre Dame stuff. This is a Shamrock Series game. To to them, like, this is a big-time game in a professional um, Allegiant Stadium.
0: And and you were saying earlier, Notre Dame doesn't lose the Shamrock Series. BYU's going to have to do something that doesn't typically happen. That's right. So I want the guys to feel that. Let's go. Okay. 16th-ranked BYU. Uh, They're the team with a 4-1 record. Notre Dame has a home loss to Marshall, uh, an understandable loss at Ohio State, but they, too, have kind of meandered through Mm -hmm. some games, Uh, looked pretty good against North Carolina. But they're a a 3.5-point favorite right now over BYU. Uh, How do you feel about the line and BYU playing that underdog role in this game
2: in spite of being the 16th-ranked team in the country? I would much rather come into this game with a chip on our shoulder. much, And I hope that that's how we play. They've had their ups and downs. They've had their own doubts about themselves. So the best thing we can do is play good physical football and give them reason to doubt in the middle of the game. So have guys pop up and make great plays, be very tough on defense, (laughs) <laughs> and let this thing ride. And there's
0: some real desperation, it feels like, on the Notre Dame side. Because think about it. You're 2-2. Two two. You lose your first ever Shamrock series to BYU. You dropped to 2-3. and three. And now you've gone from the number five team in the preseason rankings to a team that is a game below 500 five games in. And just trying to get to a bowl game at that point. Because i got to play some other good teams. Whereas BYU they got a lot riding on this, too. If they win this game, you're 5-1. and one. You jump up the polls because you beat another notable name-brand Power 5 program. And now it feels like the New Year 6 conversation can legitimately begin as you go home to take on Arkansas. Yeah.
2: And I don't know what they viewed BYU as at the beginning of the year. Because that's important, too. How did those players look at this game with the bye week coming into it? Did they look at it like, oh, sweet. We got... This team from Utah, this BYU squad, or did they say we better put on our big boy pants, BYU's gonna be physical? I don't know how they viewed us.
1: Well, I think I, at least the the coaching staff and the athletic department has a lot of respect. Anytime, I mean, these big boys, and especially an in independent, they pick their buys very strategically. It's mm-hmm. not willy-nilly. So the fact that they had the buy leading up to BYU, I think they have a lot of they have a lot of respect. Before we let Chad go, I got a subject matter expert. To me, watching film, Notre Dame's best player is their tight end, Great Michael player. Mayer. Not Michael, to be confused My- with Michael Myers. <laughs> we are close to coming up on Halloween.
0: Oh, well, he can't be scary to
1: many <laughs> That's opponents. <the> <laughs> But no, even, you know, I played against Notre Dame and South Bend, and their best player at was the their time was Tyler Eifert, yep. right? Who was, was, a, beast. was a monster. So, alright, you've talked about Isaac Rex and what, what guys got to do to win the game. Defensively, if you were talking to the linebackers and DBs who were trying to limit a tight end, which is a combo player, can you know causes so many matchup issues and has been the most consistent producer on this offense, how do you how do you manage a tight end? You were one, so how great did they shut you down, even though it never happened?
2: As linebackers, you want to do a great Great job being physical so every time he's running a route where he's at his best you want to be very physical hands on grabbing grabbing pushing pushing and then the safeties they got to come to play they got to come um not with a little pebble they need to come with a rock so when they come to hit they got to come with everything they got and then that way you let that player know like we respect you you're the best player on the team we're giving you everything we got
0: Chad, this is technically a Notre Dame home game. Uh, they control somewhere around eighty percent of the tickets. I don't know how many BYU fans have bought some of that percentage of the Notre Dame ticket uh, allotment, but it feels like some BYU fans have snuck some tickets away, on top of the other, you know, ten yeah. to fifteen thousand tickets that were made available to BYU. What with the fan fest here. Knowing the BYU fan base and all the juice that's behind the scene right now, what type of a showing do you
2: expect from Cougar Nation
0: in a de facto road game in Las Vegas?
2: I just think Cougar Nation travels better than any team in the country. And you know we don't, like, necessarily travel. We're just everywhere. But we show up for games. So tomorrow, I referenced it earlier, a 15-round title bout. That goes for the fans, too. I want them to feel like they gave everything they had. And their horse can't speak at church tomorrow. That's like, that's beauty for me. Okay.
0: <laughs> lose your voices. Lose it, baby. Yeah, <laughs> baby. Show us the way, Chad, tomorrow. Let's you lose go. your
2: voice, and we will follow. I'm going to be on NBC with Manti Teo doing the halftime and post game, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Very cool. Well, looking forward great.
0: to that as well. Go, Koogs, baby. All right. Chad Lewis live from the FanFest. BYU Sports Station Game Day will get you ready for BYU and Notre Dame tomorrow, 5.30 Eastern, live on BYU TV. Anything and everything you could possibly want to know about the matchup between number 16 BYU. At Notre Dame you will find it there you can also stream it live on the app and uh, up next apparently this is a show featuring you know professional tight end awesome football players because we go from Chad Lewis to his son-in-law Matt Bushman next what's next for Matt he's been dealing with an injury he was with the Chiefs what's on his radar we'll ask him about that next and his secret ingredient for the Cougars to beat the Irish this is BYU Sports Nation live from the Las Vegas Fan Fest. Vegas from the BYU Fan Fest, Craig Ranch Memorial Park. Uh, It's great to have you with us as we get ready for the Irish and Cougars alongside Riley Nelson. I am Spencer Linton and as promised, it's now time to welcome in another outstanding Former BYU tight end, a guy who still very much has NFL aspirations. His name is Matt Bushman. Matt, you got to Vegas about an hour ago, yes, and sir. you were lucky enough to come right to the fan fest. Just had to come straight to the and fan come, fest. come live TV. How you doing, man?
3: Doing good. Yeah, it's good to be here and see you guys again.
0: I think everybody wants to know how you're feeling after your very unfortunate and untimely injury in a, an NFL preseason game that you were dominating and had two touchdown catches in
3: yeah I feel good. I mean the, the collarbone injury is weird where it's like I feel like I can do more than I can right now so I just have to be patient and keep waiting until I'm fully cleared. so
1: Matt, talk about give the viewers out there a sense for us from the time you're five years old, you've had this dream to play in the NFL, right You get through your BYU career relatively you know uh, uninjured, unscathed and then the you know you're fulfilling your dream and you can't shake the injury bug. How taxing is that mentally?
3: Yeah, it's frustrating for sure. I mean, everyone thinks like you go from college and you get the opportunity to play in the NFL and it's going to be just a great beginning of a career, but you realize there's so many guys like me that have had that injury bug or just different situations and trials where it's not as pristine or as great as the beginning of a career could be. But I know just I was able to showcase that I can play in the league, and as long as I get healthy and have that opportunity, I can. I can keep doing it so i'm gonna keep trying until until i make it it's not how you start it's how you finish that's right
0: what type of a timetable are you on to get full clearance and, and be 100 percent again
3: yeah so with uh i signed like a 12-week injury settlement i'm at almost six weeks so i'll get another x-ray in uh next week like monday or tuesday they'll see how it's healed how it's if it's like um healing up with the metal plate that they put in and then as long as it's good, I mean, I could potentially come back sooner than that. Okay.
0: So. And are the Chiefs still very engaged with you and wanting to bring you back, or is this open to any NFL team? How does that work?
3: The Chiefs expressed interest, since I, I think, since I had a good game. They were like, okay, we'd, we'd like to get you back once you're healthy. But there's still an opportunity if other teams are interested. They can reach out as well once I'm cleared by the doctor.
1: Yeah, so, sorry, I, got, I just got to ask. This wasn't our script. Spencer, no, no, go but, go off script. I mean, no, I mean, Travis Kelsey, you spent an entire training camp with that guy in the room with him. Like, what makes him tick? What? I mean, he's one of the greatest tight ends of this generation. Well,
3: How? Yeah, it's pretty insane. Just he he's naturally very talented, but he has the quarterback background where he in high school and college where he started out as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So his football IQ is pretty insane. Um, I think that helps being with Andy Reid for almost 10 years, yeah. where he just knows the ins and outs of defenses and can just pick apart pre-snap. Okay, this guy's going to be guarding me. If I'm not going to be the first progression, the first guy in the progression, I'm going to set a pick or get this guy open. So he's always just one step ahead. So it was super cool learning yeah. and. Just always taking notes from that, yeah, just seeing him in the film room.
1: I mean, that's a great insight for our aspiring, you know, our young fans out there aspiring to be the next Matt Bushman. You can, it's not good enough to just be big and fast and catch the ball. you
0: got to know the mental side of the game as well.
3: Definitely. Yeah. And in college they prepare you, but in the NFL it's a whole other level.
0: Yeah, for sure. Matt Bushman is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Matt, what's your relationship like with Andy Reid? Everybody knows Andy loves BYU. Every time I see him, one of the first things out of his mouth is, You know, first of all, hello, and man, I love BYU. Like, he loves BYU. So what's your relationship like with Andy Reid?
3: Yeah, he's an awesome coach. He definitely isn't going to try to publicly show favoritism, especially for a guy that's just trying to make it. Um, He has crazy priorities, and he's focusing on that. But there's times when we're crossing the hallway or when we're in the meeting room, you are like, how about them Cougs, man? (laughs) Or just, how's Provo? So, yeah, he definitely has a soft spot for BYU and the Cougars, and... Um, Yeah, I just hope Zane I hope Zane's doing well right now out there And I hope I can get back And it'd be awesome to keep playing for him
1: I'm not going to ask you to pick between two Because they're two of BYU's most beloved and favorite sons In Kalani Sitake and Andy Reid But they're both players' coaches You Mm -hmm. talk to anyone who's played for either of them And they're just like, I would go to war for that guy I would die Talk about playing for players' coaches And the difference that that can make uh, In a player's confidence level
3: And uh, their performance on the field yeah, when I feel like when there's a coach that's just constantly like nagging at you or instilling fear in you, or is always mad or negative, it you don't play as loose or as free as you can. It's not as natural out there because you're just like, oh crap, I can't, or oh shoot, I can't mess up. And when it's Kalani or Coach Reed, they give you more confidence because they expect a ton from you and they're gonna demand a lot. And he'll still get on your tail and, and tell you, you need to fix some things because they expect greatness, but. They do it in a way where you can be positive and, and figure things out on your own as well to where you're not afraid to go mess up at practice. Well, BYU
0: has another tight end uh, in Isaac Rex who has big NFL dreams. And mm-hmm. I mean, according to Mel Kuyper, who's the NFL guy for ESPN, he is, is on a lot of scouts NFL draft radars, like maybe a late round pick at this point. What advice do you have for Isaac Rex as he continues his BYU career? And what does he need to do to position himself to to get to a place where you are, where, you know, you're getting more attention and you're gaining more NFL interest?
3: I'd say the biggest thing is not to worry too much about the future. If you're an NFL guy, the scouts will find you. The coaches will find you. So just keep being a team player. Don't try to get selfish. Don't try to demand the ball or be a distraction on the sideline. Just be consistent. Be a, be a um, security blanket for the quarterbacks. And, yeah, just try to show you can do multiple things. Not just Don't just be a one-trick pony out there. So, Matt, you had a
1: handful of really big, memorable wins during your career at BYU. I'll put you on the spot. What, what would you categorize as your – what was your biggest win, would you say?
3: I'd say a big one that was like a turning point for BYU was okay. Boise State when they were undefeated and we beat them at home. Um, USC was big time, just beating a legit Pac-12 school, beating them in overtime. Just some of those wins where they're super close, yeah. Where it almost feels like it kind of got us over the hump, and now we're trending in the right direction.
1: And they're against the common thread. They're against college football powers, which Notre Dame has been a long-time college football power. So, now, uh, having gone into those, prepared for those games, gone into those games, and come out the other side with victories, what is what's the key? I mean, if you could tell, you know, the top two or three things to this team um, to do, having uh, you know experienced them yourselves, what would
3: they be? I'd say just try to focus on your job. Don't try to just do your 111th, like coaches say. There's 11 guys on the field. Football, you can't try to do too much, or else you'll end up messing up the play. And it's just football, so cool that way, where everyone has to work together. So, do your 111th. Don't try to do too much. It's going to be a close game, and just play loose. Don't try to. Oh, this is a big game. We're in Vegas. It's Notre Dame. Just. Just do your thing. Football is a game. Just have fun out there and play loose.
0: Former BYU tight end Matt Bushman, uh, NFL tight end, still currently uh, is with us on BYU Sports Nation. I love the question that Riley asked to your father-in-law, Chad Lewis, last segment, and that is, okay, you're a big-time tight end. Uh, you know what you want to do to be a big part of the offense. Guys, here's the game plan for you? Absolutely. Well, Notre Dame has an just a pro prospect, absolutely, in Michael Mayer. Mm-hmm. He's an incredible tight end. What what do you need to do to shut down a big time tight end like that? Uh, in as some much, ways, yeah, just as try much to... as you don't want to go there mentally, you don't like that. Yeah, but you, but you don't what do,
3: you like... need to do? And so he's a confident player because he's one of the best in the nation. So if without creating or doing anything inappropriate or getting any like, personal fouls, just try to get in his head in some ways where you can kind of mess with his confidence Big a little bit. Big, tall, strong
1: guys, they like it when you go at their legs, right? Yeah, they <laughs> love it. They love it.
3: And they love being held. They love
1: being yeah, held. Yeah, grabbing so, them. They're like, hey, grab me. I, lo- I hate free releases. Uh, yes.
3: Yes, so just hold him, just kind of get, get in his head as much as you can without getting too many flags. Um, hopefully that'll mess with him okay, a little bit. Yeah,
0: Max Dooley, uh, here's looking at you, right? Yeah, you know, yes, guys right. like that. Yep. Okay, uh, BYU's offense, uh, we've seen you know, flashes of brilliance. Um, Jaron Hall's been the clear, most consistent piece of the BYU offense this year. But Notre Dame's got a pretty good defense. Uh, they gave up only 21 to Ohio State in the shoe. Yeah, they lost to Marshall, but a pick six late in that game I felt like sealed it. So defense really didn't give up more than 19 points against Marshall, 17 against Cal, and then you know, they outscored you know a North Carolina team 45 to 32. So uh, with BYU's offense and Jaron Hall and the run game not really going, what what's the key to, to,
3: to scoring on a really stout Notre Dame defense? I'd say just try to establish the run. Um, and then take shots when, when the opportunity presents itself, don't try to force the ball down the field too much, but we have great receivers, we have a great tight ends and when the opportunity is there, we need to take advantage of that and just protect the ball. And if we can protect the ball and the defense can get a takeaway or two, I think that'll keep it a close game and keep us on top.
1: So Matt, one of the things I was terrible at as a player was like taking in the moment, Right. Got to play against on the road against Florida State, Texas, in South Bend, right? Some of these hollow grounds of college football. Now, we didn't win, so maybe that's why I don't have very Mm -hmm. good memories of them. But was that something you were good at as a player? And how do you balance that, taking in the opportunity that you have to play uh, nationally, t- you know, you're the only show on TV in Allegiant Stadium in the Shamrock Series. How do you balance, uh, you know, being having that laser focus on doing your assignment, but also enjoying the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to play college football for BYU?
3: It's hard. I'd say, pre-game when you're just kind of warming up or walking around the stadium, then you can soak it in. And say, man, when I'm playing in the Raiders Stadium, Allegiant Stadium. This is awesome. I want to play here one day. I want to play against the Raiders or for the Raiders. But once it's game time, I think great players, like yourself and many other guys on the team right now, they're laser-focused, and when when it's time to kick the ball off and to play, they're not worrying about that it's an NFL stadium. But it's a great opportunity that we are playing here, but yeah, I don't think that's on their mind during game time, just taking the opportunity before and after. Hopefully we win, and they can really soak it in on the flight back home, and Get some cool pictures. Yes, or something like that, that.
1: Spencer, that was it. I didn't get the second half. Maybe I, maybe I <laughs> soaked it up, but then it was so bitter after yes. we had those losses, and a lot of them close, right? Yes, um, yes. Not Florida State, but uh, UT and uh, and Notre Dame were. But I didn't get, I didn't soak it in after, so it lost its uh, it expired.
0: <laughs> but no, that's great advice. All right, Matt, we'll finish with this. Uh, and again, remember, you're not a BYU player anymore, so mm-hmm. you can you can kind of wax more confidently in this uh, when I ask this question. Is, is a game like this against Notre Dame as a player, is it different? Does it feel different than the other games that you play at BYU? And I know you didn't play against Notre Dame, but you played against some big-time yeah. opponents. Is there, a, is there a different feel going into the quote-unquote bigger games?
3: Yes, and I'd say, especially with Notre Dame, without saying it, there's a rivalry or a history between the two teams where it's like, man, this is an awesome matchup. Notre Dame's been great for so long. So I think every player is looking forward to this opportunity to hopefully stick it to them and, and prove that BYU's ready to play this year.
0: All right. The Cougars are three-and-a-half-point underdog. And uh, Chad Lewis said he loves the underdog role. I know Bring you love yeah. that. Yeah.
3: Okay, let's Kalani's, go. Kalani's good at pregame, just showing guys that, yeah, we're underdogs, but who cares? And let's stick it to them. So.
0: Matt, great to have you with us, man. We wish you uh, you know, fast healing and can't wait to see you back in the NFL.
3: Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Matt Bushman on BYU Sports Station from the Fan Fest. Um, I should note that because Riley's sitting next to me, this is a perfect opportunity for me to remind everybody, you need to join Riley and the rest of our radio brethren including Greg Rebel, Mitch Jurgens, Cleon Wall tomorrow. As they get you ready on the radio side for the Cougars and Irish with complete coverage beginning at 5:30 p.m. Eastern Saturday football not to mention extensive post-game coverage. You get paid overtime for that, right, Riley? Yeah, i, I got to talk to your boss about that. <laughs> Again, only on BYU Radio. Up next, this morning, Jerem Jordan went one-on-one with former Dallas Cowboys head coach and current NBC football analyst Jason Garrett. To discuss the Cougars and Irish, what is Jason Garrett most excited to see when BYU and Notre Dame tangle in the Shamrock Series? Don't go anywhere. BYU Sports
2: Nation continues after this. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
0: BYU Sports Nation live in Las Vegas from the Fan Fest, game day eve. The Cougars and Irish ready to roll in just under 24 hours. This morning on BYU Sports Nation, Jerem Jordan had the opportunity to speak with former Dallas Cowboys head coach and current NBC football analyst Jason Garrett. He'll call the game uh, for NBC between BYU and Notre Dame. And we got some great insight from a guy who absolutely knows football one-on-one with Jason Garrett. Garrett
4: and our next guest, longtime NFL coach, now an analyst for NBC, Football Night in America, the USFL, and Notre Dame football. He is Jason Garrett. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation.
5: Thanks, Jeremy. It's good to be here with you
4: guys. We're excited about this matchup, and I'm sure you are. What has stuck out in your preparation for uh, what seems like a big-time game in a big-time stadium?
5: Yeah, re- really exciting uh, to be a part of this game. You know, right, right from the outset, when you first start watching the tape, it's just fun to see BYU play. Uh, one of the things that's been interesting to us is just the sophistication of the offense. It goes back to to Lavelle Edwards, you know, all the way back in the 70s and early 80s with some of the great players that he had all the way through Detmer in the 90s. And, and they always seemed so advanced in the passing game back then. And that DNA certainly has stuck around. Uh, Jaron Hall is exciting. The receivers are exciting, so uh, just to watch them play, uh, the the offensive style that they play with, they they really play at a high level. So that that's an exciting thing. It's a veteran team, so it's been really enjoyable to watch the tape and prepare for the game. And you know we've been doing we've done a couple of the Notre Dame games, so we know their team well, and they've really played well the last couple of weeks. the The game against North Carolina was the best team effort they've had all year long so I think it's going to be a great matchup a lot of good players and certainly an exciting venue here in Las Vegas how good
4: is Jaron Hall to you is he an NFL first round guy second round guy a
5: draft pick for
4: sure it would seem
5: it's hard for me to know the rounds but you don't have to watch three plays to realize this guy's a good football player and uh, something I've said for years that 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 jumped out at me is You know, the number one trait for a quarterback is instinct, the feel to play the game, the aptitude to play the game. And, you know, we've seen it through the years, quarterbacks come in all different shapes and sizes, Uh, but, but the one trait that all the great ones have, regardless of how big they are, how athletic they are, what their arm talent is, every great quarterback has instincts and feel for the game. And he certainly has that. You can see it when he throws the ball from the pocket. You can see it when they have design movements. You can see it when the play breaks down. He has outstanding vision. Uh, He can throw the ball from from different angles. And uh, he's very accurate. He's got playmaking skills. So he's an exciting player to watch.
4: And he doesn't turn it over. BYU's got one giveaway tied for first in the country. Notre Dame has one takeaway. That's last in the country. Do you feel like turnovers will play a factor in this game?
5: Well, you know, turnovers play a factor in every game. And and something we always talked about when I was coaching was, you know, the first player to sign a a, a pro contract was this guy named Pudge Heffelfinger in 1892. (laughs) And the game was different back then in so many different ways. But the turnover battle won back then, and it wins today. And we used to always show our team statistics from the past year, the past two years, the past 10, 20, 30 50 years in the NFL and if you win the turnover battle you have a great chance of winning the game plus one plus two plus three it's amazing so um, that will always be a critical statistic when you talk about Jaron Hall besides the instincts and the playmaking ability the decision making is so impressive and how he takes care of the ball Notre Dame has certainly been on a quest to improve that defensively they played good defense but they haven't made those game-changing turnovers or takeaways. So it's something they're emphasizing. I know it's something on the forefront of Jaron Hall's mind, and it will determine the outcome of this ball game. I really believe that, that typically the team that wins that battle is going to win the game. Pudge Heffelfinger wore the other Y, as we like to
4: say, uh, at Yale. You can appreciate that as a, a, a Princeton guy. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Notre Dame and BYU. Like, which version of these teams are going to show up? And we were just talking about that in the previous segment. Is, is this the Notre Dame team that put up a lot of points in UN, on UNC? And the offense kind of woke up there with Drew Pine and those three running backs getting over 100 yards combined, receiving, rushing. And then is it the BYU team that beat Baylor? Or is it
5: the BYU team that... Didn't show up against Oregon. What do you expect tomorrow? Well, in terms of Notre Dame, uh, w- one thing that you know, just having followed it and and been around them here for the last month or so, uh, there's no doubt that there's some moving parts uh, on their team, uh, starting with the quarterback. And uh, you know, so sometimes it takes a little bit of time for the quarterback to settle in and get comfortable playing to the level he needs to. It looked like about halfway through the Cal game, Drew Pine got comfortable and uh, it kind of clicked in. He relaxed. He started playing. Uh, They ran the ball very well. Offensive line was coming off the ball. They have three backs who they like that, that they got involved. And that sort of took some pressure off of him. He settled in and made the plays he needed to make. And, uh, and, and, and to me, so they've been a little bit of a work in progress because of the quarterback. They have some young offensive linemen, a new offensive line coach. They pride themselves on being uh, offensive linemen. You, they've had some great ones come out there in recent years. So it looks like they're settling in and playing better. They've run the ball a lot better here the last couple of weeks. So from an offensive standpoint, I think they're growing and they're optimistic about where they're headed defensively. You said it. I think they've played well throughout the year. The biggest thing is they haven't made these dramatic takeaways, and that's something they're still going to continue to emphasize. But they have a solid veteran group on the defensive side. In terms of BYU, like I said, they're exciting to watch. Uh, they're they're fun to watch. Uh, you know, they've been inconsistent, but that's every team early on in the season. Uh, they've played some teams with different level of competition. They've they've played really well at times they've played only okay at times but there's a lot of pieces in place that they like they too like their offensive line big strong athletic guys who can protect the passer they're getting some of their receivers back the veteran guys who have been good players for them, nakua and and romney along with some young guys who have kind of stepped up in their place and shown that they can be contributors too so it's a good mix of guys I think they're the, they're at their best when they mix in the run along with the prolific passing game that they have, you know, from a defensive standpoint, I think the biggest question for them is, you know, their run defense, uh, Utah State found some opportunities, particularly early on in that game to simply run the ball against them. So I think that's an area that they have to continue to try to shore up, particularly against Notre Dame, because they're going to try to run the ball in this game. but. There's a veteran presence on that defense, a lot of guys with a lot of experience on all three levels, and they don't wow you physically. I don't know if they have a lot of game wreckers, but they play defense the right way, and it's going to be a really good matchup on both sides. We're talking to Jason Garrett, who's on
4: the call with NBC tomorrow here on BYU Sports Nation. One of those guys who hopes to get a lot of yards for Notre Dame is Audric Estime, who said Wednesday BYU has a lot of good players, but, quote, I feel like their players don't match the players we have, end quote. Certainly on the paper, the Irish are very talented. As a coach, were you okay with comments like that, or did you like them avoiding locker room material and bulletin board material?
5: You know, I've been around some coaches who spend so much time making sure players don't say anything they shouldn't say. Um, and, and, And I don't know that I agree to those extremes, but I do think it's important to caution your guys about saying stuff that's red meat for the opponent. There's really no reason to say it you want your guys to be confident you want them to have a swagger but you really want them focusing on themselves and uh, and sometimes that stuff is just maybe a little bit of a lack of discipline and oftentimes it comes back to haunt you so uh, you kind of want them locked in on what they need to do limit the distractions as much as they can but you know sometimes guys say stuff and the biggest thing after they do is they better back it up certainly uh, he'll have an opportunity against BYU
4: tomorrow Michael Mayer really pops on film. This is one of the best, if not the best, tight end in the country. Brock Bowers of Georgia and, and Michael seem to be duking it out for perhaps top tight end. How does Notre Dame use him so effectively? And if you're BYU, how do you slow him down at all?
5: Well, Notre Dame has become tight end you. You know, when you're in the NFL uh, and you look at the tight ends coming out in the draft, oftentimes they're Notre Dame guys, they're Stanford guys. Hey, they're BYU guys, you know, but not a lot of. College programs are playing with the traditional tight end. Uh Michael Mayer's a traditional tight end. He's big and physical. He can put his hand on the ground and be an inline tight end. He can block both as a pass protector and as a run blocker. He's continuing to refine those skills. But then you can open him up, whether he's by himself on the on the backside of a one by three formation or in the slot. And, and he can do a lot of different things. He's a very good route runner. He's quarterback friendly. He wins in man. He, he finds holes in zone. He can be a vertical threat when he gets the ball in his hands. He's a physical runner afterwards. And, and and when you meet the guy, he just has a swagger about him. He has a confidence about him. He knows he's a good player. And I think that shows up in how he plays. He's not a perfect tight end. He'd be the first to tell you that, but he's growing. He's passionate about the game and wants to keep getting better. And Tommy Reese, their offensive coordinator, has done a really good job using him. You'll see him make plays within the scheme of their passing game, but then you'll see him isolated in formations to create a matchup. And you can tell the quarterback is looking there first. And that's a good thing to do when you have a player like that. As a former offensive coordinator, do you like a booth cam? Because I'm not sure Tommy Reese
4: does after the Cal game.
5: (laughs) How about that? Yeah, I think it's a good thing. I think it's good for TV. You know, I'm a TV guy now, so <laughs> it makes it interesting. I don't know. I was that always downstairs, so, yeah. you know, I, I was subject to the other cameras that they had. But, uh, you know, that booth cam is interesting, and, you know, it's up to the director and the producer to make sure they choose it wisely, <laughs> choose to use it wisely. But uh, Tommy's a heck of a coach, and he's a passionate guy, and he loves teaching his his guys and helping them become better. And and I think that passion is something that makes him who he is. Tommy was the quarterback when these two
4: last played back in uh, 2013 in South Bend. They caught quite a moment against Cal, if you saw it. It was crazy. For BYU, you talked about um, offensively. The Cougars have struggled to establish the run game early in games. In the third and fourth quarter, they've been able to find it with Christopher Brooks last week, uh, Miles Davis the week before that. How hard is it as an offensive coordinator, Jason, to establish the run when you don't necessarily know who the main guy is, does that matter?
5: Well, establishing the run is an interesting thing. You know, I, I've, I've found through the years that, you know, oftentimes coaches will go into games and they say, we're going to establish the run. And you can see them, you know, kind of banging their head against the wall. You know, early on in the game, we're going to run it. We're going to run it. We're going to run it again. We're going to run it. And they keep running it and they never get into the flow of the game. And the thing you have to remember is, on the defensive side, typically what they've been preaching is, we got to stop the run. We got to stop the run. You know, so this thing goes back and forth. And 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 I like BYU's style in that, hey, you know, we're, we're going to put some air in this defense at the outset. We're going to throw it. We're going to run it. We're going to mix it. And then as the game goes on, we're going to wear them out with the running game. And, and so typically, to me, that tends to be a better formula. Because everyone's so geared up to stop the run, and sometimes when you don't have that early success, there's a lot of frustration that 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 creeps in for everybody involved. And I think the better approach is let's have balance, let's attack different ways, and hopefully we get ahead. And as the game wears on, we wear them out by handing the the, the the ball and we, and we we beat them up, you know, running the ball late. And I think that's been a good formula for BYU, and it's actually been a formula that Notre Dame has used as well. And that's typically when offenses play their best. Baylor ran
4: it 52 times for 2.9 yards per carry, and uh, it didn't work. And I swear Aaron Roderick hears that, uh, you know, established friend and goes, okay, we'll throw it, like you mentioned. Jason, we appreciate the time. Uh, we look forward to the broadcast tomorrow at 7.30 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Have a great call. Hey, gr- great being with you. You guys do a heck of a job. Thank it's you, Jason. It's going to Jason. be a fun game. It, it will be. Jason Garrett of NBC so and Peacock. Fun to have him Thank on the program today. All right, the man who's going to call the game
0: for NBC tomorrow, Jason Garrett, incredible football analyst with Jerem Jordan this morning. As I mentioned, great insight. Can we just play the game already? Now, while we think about that, up next, we need to remind you that 14th grade BYU women's volleyball is going to get back to work tomorrow afternoon. Jerem Jordan will be on the call as they go for an eight straight win. San Francisco in the Smithfield house, live on BYU TV, 3 p.m. Eastern, One Mountain. You can also watch that game on the app. Now, everybody knows that Jerem mostly, has struggled with his game day guarantees. I'm over 50%, though. We're going to put Riley Nelson on the spot and have him make some game day guarantees for the Cougars and Irish up next. From the Fan Fest in Las Vegas, this is BYU Sports Nation. There ain't really nothing left to say. That. I get
3: the ball.
0: I like those words. Brigham Young wins it. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Las Vegas and the BYU Fan Fest at Craig Ranch Regional Park. Alongside Riley Nelson, the former BYU quarterback standout. I am Spencer Linton. Riley, uh, the fans have been clamoring for your guarantees, believe it or not. (laughs) I told you mine during the break. Uh, This morning I said... Okay, BYU's is going to outpass Notre Dame by 50 plus yards. I guarantee that's going to happen. BYU will rush for more than 10 yards in the second quarter. <laughs> if you know, you know. Okay, and I thought, hey, the team, the first team to score 20 points in this game is going to win. I said the same thing against Baylor. That happened. BYU won. They were the first to 20. So those are my guarantees. What are your guarantees for tomorrow's game?
1: I got you a really conservative one, and then I have you a little bit more of an aggressive one. Ooh, okay? okay. All right. The conservative okay. one is BYU is going to win the turnover battle. Ooh. Notre Dame doesn't turn it over much. And look, in Jaren we trust. The dude just never coughs it up. I Every game I'm just so envious. And watching him not turn the ball over makes me relive all of my turnovers. <laughs> it's, I just – I don't know. I need to see someone so someone can uh, – um, my more aggressive one is this BYU will have a hundred yard rusher tomorrow. I don't know who it is. Whoa, whoa I don't know if it's Jaron. I don't know if it's Brooks. Wow. I don't know if it's miles I don't know if it's a surprise BYU will have a hundred yard
0: rusher tomorrow. Okay, so not a hundred total rushing Yards one, with a no. combination of I players. I think they'll have
1: 150 plus. Wow. I think they'll have one player with it That's how bold I am. Bold and bullish. I think that offensive line They've heard it. They're like, oh, look, yeah, great. You got the running game back on track against Utah State and Wyoming. Good for you guys. I think that offensive line is out to prove that Baylor and Oregon were anomalies and set the new tone for the remainder of this season. And then my last guarantee that the fans behind me will love, those pretty golden shiny helmets are going to be all
0: marked up (laughs) with black and royal blue. (laughs) <laughs> All right, there's three guarantees. I'm going to give you one already. I'm just going to say that the, that the gold helmets are going to have black and blue. That's right. I'll give you that for sure. They're too pretty, man. Wow, I like that. That's a bold prediction, throwing it back yeah, with uh, a 100-yard, 100-yard rusher, rusher tomorrow it's happen. against Notre Dame. We don't Wait, know who it's going to be, though, take right? Take Caesars. <laughs> it is Las Vegas, right? That's right, baby. okay. Okay. Uh, Riley, now, again, you've given the guarantees. Question marks still abound. Um, notably, like, BYU, who are they? Are the, 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 the team that uh, showed up against Wyoming, Utah State, or are they the team that showed up against Baylor? Some things to think about. We'll give you our final commentary when we come back from the BYU Fan Fest. And uh, we're going to get the fans involved as well. Didn't you autograph some stuff? I think it's time you give some stuff Let's away. Let's do it, baby. You All guys right. ready? Yeah. Uh, don't go anywhere. Right. Riley guarantees some happy fans after this on BYU Sports Nation.
2: Sports Nation is presented by The BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
0: Alongside Riley Nelson, I'm Spencer Linton. We wrap things up here at Craig Ranch Regional Park, as promised. It's, it's time to reward these fans, Riley. As a former quarterback, let's throw some let's throw some footballs out. Okay, I got some T-shirts. I'm gonna go with a no-look pass. Okay, who's gonna go long? Just don't hurt your arm, Riley. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, look at this one. The silver football. That 500! (laughs) As Riley continues to throw out the goods to the fans behind us. There are a lot. Great turnout tonight in Las Vegas. Not surprisingly. We'd like to thank uh, today's guests, Chad Lewis and Matt Bushman. And my thanks to you, Riley. Thanks for hanging out with me uh, on the spot in Las Vegas. and doing such a great job.
1: Hey, you said it in the last break. Like, let's play the game already. We still have a whole night and quite a bit of day tomorrow to rest. I'll just say this for all the BYU fans out there. Notre Dame is not the same team that lost to Ohio State and Marshall. They're new since they they
0: uh, brought in that quarterback.
1: I can't wait for the dogfight tomorrow. Oh,
0: looking forward Let's to go. it. Join us tomorrow for... Uh, Riley Nelson, I'm Spencer. You can catch more of him on BYU Radio at their pregame coverage at 5.30 Eastern. You can watch me and the BYU Sports Station Game Day crew on BYU TV also at 5.30 Eastern. And before we go, shout out to Hemahay Mooley.
5: See you tomorrow. Game Day coverage of the Irish and Cougars. Go Cougs!